All right, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. All right, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. You are in episode 48. Episode 48 is Teenage Deadly drama all right so you know here at the cafe we always have a conversation centered around a drink and today i am drinking on some water boom 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 in my little trusty cup there let me get some Woo! very cold and i made me a soy milk latte double shot latte that is here boom 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 now i would tell you one thing about making this particular latte this is actually the second time that I've made a latte with soy milk. And so here's the only complaint I would have. It tastes good, it's less carbs, right? And you get 20 grams of protein. But the problem is, is that you don't get that. When you are frothing the milk and steaming the milk, you don't get that frothy, lathery feel with the latte that you can get with almond milk or um, regular milk. But other than that, it's pretty good. Ah, love me a latte. All right. So before we get into what we are talking about, teenage deadly drama, I want to talk about two things. Okay. First and foremost, um, I don't know how many times I need to say this, but I guess I need to say this again. This is a bar themed podcast. That means that it is centered around having a drink, having a conversation. And so that means in the process of us having a conversation, sometimes we trail off, right? Because naturally when you're at a bar and you are engaging with conversation, you naturally would trail off or you will interrupt each other, right? It's not anything heinous. It's nothing nefarious with it. It's just the concept of having a good conversation, right? So if you are not looking for that, unfortunately, I can't promise that we will forever be on a script because we don't do scripts either. And so we're not just going to read it or talk, um, robotically about a particular subject. And I know particularly when it comes to crimes, people watch shows and then they want to see what other commentary is out there. And so they go and find other things. And so I've been receiving some comments on YouTube about some of the cases that we've been talking about. And I get it. People want people to just talk about the case, but that's not what this podcast is about. It's is truly about enjoying each other's conversation in a bar setting with some drinks, whether that is alcoholic or non-alcoholic, and engaging in fruitful, engaging and positive conversations as much as they can be. And oftentimes that requires us or that naturally segue into other issues or, you know, just normal you know, laughing and cutting people off, but it's nothing nefarious about that. So I just want to make that clear. Secondly, one thing that I've started to realize is that these signs that a lot of homeowners have, I don't have it on my home. I just think they're dumb, but about dogs or, you know, no P zone, don't be respectful. And I'm like, who are you talking to? As the dog owner, I'm the only one who can read it. Right. So obviously you're talking to me, but they're really if you really think about it, they are really a it's it's it's, it's it's a rag, a flag to the dog. Come here. Right. So as soon as my dog walked past any of these posts, immediately he just goes and pees. Like, I'm just like you. It's a magnet. Like it's a pee magnet because the dog sees something sticking out the grass. And so naturally they're going to go there. They're going to smell it. And obviously other dogs have marked their territory 
on or around that area as well. And so, you know, as a dog owner, it's hard because I want to be respectful to the homeowner's choice, right? Uh, this is a no P zone, right? And then I also don't want to get into any confrontation because I don't know if they're recording it or, you know, some of these folks not working, ain't got no life. And so they just look out the window all day, every day to try to see if someone is violating their sign. I just think it's stupid. And so anyhow, that is my little straight up no chaser discussion for today. All right. So let's get into episode 48. Episode 48 is teenage deadly drama. We are in the good old sunshine state of Florida. Okay. I forget specifically which little city it is, but it's not that far outside of Orlando. We are traveling back in time about 10 years ago in 2011, and we are discussing the Seth Jackson case. And I think his middle name is Taylor. But Seth Jackson is a, was a 15-year-old um, kid in, in Florida, the typical 15-year-old boy, right, who loves skateboarding, who loves just hanging around, joking around, being dramatic, right? And as as most teenagers, you know, are. Now, I tell you, for me, you know, I was in <laughs> 15, I think I was, oh, I was all into music. So I was in high school, so I was always playing some instrument. I played saxophone, bassoon, French harp, marching French harp, mellophone. And what did I say? Saxophone, bassoon, mellophone, and harp, yeah. So those are the instruments that I play, but I was pretty much a nerd, so I didn't do a lot. So, but Seth was the opposite of me. He was cool in his in his circle of friends, um, a, a huge skateboarder. He was attracted to another fifteen year old by the name of Amber Wright. Okay, so he had this crush on Amber for quite some time, and he eventually worked up the nerve to go and have. A conversation with her. Now, I would tell you that the show that I watched to get some of the background information before I did some additional research on it, it a little melodramatic, right? They were sh showed him at a skating rink and he was sitting next to Amber and he was like, you know, I go for what I want, you know, if I see something I want. And, and so at the time, he reached over, hugged Amber and kissed her, right? Now, whether or not that happened in real life, I'm uncertain because, you know, a lot of these shows take creative liberty to make it a little more melodramatic than what it is. But anyhow, the facts, at least as presented, was that Seth was a 15 year old who was ephatic or effaturated, excuse me, with Amber. They eventually become a couple. Right. Now, the the show opens um, with a scene where. Obviously, there was a Facebook post, right? And that Facebook post was from Amber Wright, right? And so it says, this I wrote it down. You continuously write shit about me, talk shit about me, hate on me, learn the definition of done. And underneath there was a picture um, of her with another guy. And this guy happened to be an older individual by quite some some years. I think he was at least four to five years older than him, excuse me, than Amber. So it starts off with that. Then we go back into time, right? We have Seth at some point in time. We have Seth Jackson. We, we enter into a classroom, right? And in the classroom, 
noticeably empty it's Seth Jackson's seat right so his friends is like what's going on he isn't here and they knew and understood that he had some problems with some of the other students right and so you know people are going back and forth trying to figure out what's going on his mom eventually goes to the police like the next morning because he missed his curfew and at least as as presented there he missed his curfew didn't come home that night and so she's concerned she's worried so she goes to the police and the typical thing, you know, your your child as a teenager, maybe he's upset, maybe he ran away and we typically don't do anything um, if the person hasn't been missing for 24 hours, because at that time it's only been a few few hours that he missed curfew. And obviously she properly communicated with the school to find out if he showed up and he didn't show up. And so you she went to the police to try to figure out what's going on with her son. So then that is how the scene of this particular show opens, right? And then we go back into time where Amber and Seth were in this whirlwind love affair, right? As only teenagers can do, right? Because, you know, you get in love, you get a girlfriend, you get a boyfriend in two minutes, and then next week, y'all in love, right? The typical love affair of, of teenagers. And one thing that teenagers had now, has have now, at least in 2011 as well, that I didn't have growing up is the advent of social media, right? So who I liked, my crushes, and who I was involved in, yeah, the people around me would know, right? Because, you know, they would see us together. But not the whole world. I'm not posting, oh, I love this person on, on Facebook. But here in this particular case, we have that, right? You have not only are you involved in that particular relationship, your close friends are involved in that personal relationship that you have with this person whom you say you in love with. And then those people who are um, distant friends or none friends or no friends at all because they are on social media, but yet you're posting everything about your love and things of that nature on Facebook. So they're all involved in, in this whirlwind love affair between Seth Jackson and Amber Wright. Okay. Now in the midst of this is that we have Kyle Hooper. Okay. Kyle Hooper is Amber's half brother, right? And Kyle and Seth are close friends. Now, whether they're best friends or not, I don't know, but it, it, at least as presented, it appears as if they were very close, significantly close. They hung out a lot, played a lot of video games together, went different places together, did skateboarding together. And so naturally, once Seth began dating Amber, it was like one big family, right? So at least that's the way it was presented. So at some point in time, Amber indicates that you know whatever happens this is the typical aspect you have two 15 year old people you have a young lady right and then you have a 15 year old boy science a lot of people in the science world indicate that even though they're the same age because they are different sexes the maturity levels are worlds apart right so at some point the relationship begins to crack right and it begins to crack because Amber believes that that Seth is a little too immature, right? He likes to post all these crazy, weird pictures of her um, that she is conscious about her image. She doesn't want out there, right? And quite frankly, she just don't think 
she doesn't think is as funny as Seth thinks, right? So this maturity level, even though they're the same age, they're so far apart and it's like, what the heck, right? Okay, so at some point, Amber decides she no longer want, no longer wants to be with Seth, okay? The problem is though, she doesn't tell Seth this, right? So there's no discussion, there's no, hey, I don't think this is working out. There's no, I want to break up. She just ghosts him, right? And this is probably before ghosting was a thing because this was in 2011. So he's hitting her up, Facebook, Messenger, cell phone, text messages. She's just not responding. And so, you know, this 15-year-old boy who is in love with this girl, right, who was accustomed to hanging out with her all the time and hanging out with the brother as well. Now she's just gone missing right now not missing in the sense of no one can find him but she just not she's not responded to his messages now what i'm not clear on and i haven't even am trying to do some independent research it appears they all went to the same school so i don't know and or understand how seth and amber and given the fact that they're both the same age it's clear to me at least that they're probably in the same grade and in school, they can at least pass each other if they're not in the same class, maybe lunch hour or something. But for whatever reason, she ghosts him, particularly in the sense of not hanging out with him, not responding to his messages, and quite frankly, does not tell him that she's no longer interested in him because he's immature. And so what happens is there, there was a time where Seth is looking online, right? Because we as we do with social media, social media allows us to put everything out there. So we think we need to put everything out there, right? So Seth goes online. He notices that Amber is at a party, right? Now, it's not the fact that that she's at a party that bothers him, okay? That that does bother, bothers him at some degree, right? Because he has been trying to communicate with her. She hasn't been responding, right? She's ghosting. If she didn't tell him, they weren't together. Okay. So in his head and his mind, they're still together because they never had that closure <laughs> that teenagers sometimes need. Like, I need to hear you say we're no longer girlfriend, boyfriend. Right. Okay. So he didn't hear that. So therefore we're still together. So he sees that she's online at a party, but what triggers him is that she sees that she posts a picture of her Kyle and this other guy named Mike Bargo, right? Now, Mike Bargo is an older individual. I think at that time, he had to have been maybe 1920, but older than both Seth and Amber. So Seth is furious. He's pissed off. Like, my girl is here at this party posting with some other dude, ghosting me, right? And not even inviting me. So Seth says, look, screw that. I'm going to crash this party, right? I know where you are. You and told me where you were. You put your location out there on Facebook. So I'm going to come and I'm going to see what is up, right? So Seth goes, right? Him and his friend, they go to the party. He goes to the door. Now, in there at the party, he walks in and at least as presented, I don't know if this is in real life or not, um, you know, it's underage drinking, right? 
So folks are there drinking, having, you know, music playing, underage drinking, having a good old time. And when Seth walks in, he notices that Amber is near Mike. But not only is Amber near Mike, she's all hugged up on him. And at some particular point, they begin kissing. So Seth sees this. He goes berserk. I mean, he is pissed, right? He screams our name out. Amber, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Can't believe this type of thing. And, you know, she she doesn't say much. She's embarrassed, right? Because obviously she recognizes that she didn't communicate with 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 Seth. And when I say obviously, I, I'm just thinking naturally any human being, right, in that situation would be like, oh, shit, I forgot to tell him. Hey, oh, by the way, we're no longer dating. But, you know, whatever. But naturally, the thing that comes across is this, is that Seth, be, it's not just pissed at Amber for practically cheating on him, right? Because in his head, they're still together. In her head, they may not, it may not be treated cheating because she already decided she's dating him anymore. But it's a challenge because now you're with this older dude who, who, who happens to be cooler, right? More popular, stronger, whatever, a little more edgy. And so naturally, now I'm in competition with this dude. And so now I'm pissed, right? So that's what, what happened. Seth and Bargo exchange some words at the party. Push comes to shove at some particular point. Mike Bargo screams and who do you think you are coming to my party, blah, 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 whatever. And at least here, right, in the the show that 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 kind of highlights some of these, these these issues here, is that then Mike Bargo says to to Seth, You come back in my house, I'm gonna kill you. Right? So you get the threat. Seth leaves the party, right? But he's pissed. So now I need to get back at both of you all, right? So Seth goes and does with any natural, mature or immature, <laughs> fifteen-year-old who has the world at his fingertips. He goes to social media, and in the process of going to social media, he began posting things—the things that just a little derogatory towards Amber, right? Getting back at her and trying to, you know, piss her off, calling her skank or skanky hoes saying things about what she was doing that she claims were wasn't inaccurate actually was not true and so it just naturally sparks this whole facebook i hate you situation going back and forth and naturally what happens is is all of the friends the the, the students they start chiming in about what was going on some supporting Amber, some not, some egging on Seth to keep it going because it's drama, it's natural drama, right? This is this is what makes me want to wake up in the morning and go to school. Not the fact that I need to go to biology and learn something. Not the fact that I need to learn trigonometry or anything like that. I want <laughs> the juice about what's going on with you two lovebirds who are now pissed with each other. And not only that, now we involve the older man, right? We got this older older student or kid involved who was a high school dropout so he was not at the same school as them so that gives it another edgy aspect of it right so then what happens is is that okay that's not enough I'm not just going to go 
or you, Amber, now I'm going on social media and I'm going to come for Bargo. So then he goes into this whole social media rant and rabbit hole relating to Bargo and calling him out and things of that nature. Amber goes on social media because, right, you're going to get attacked with social media. You're going to attack <laughs> with social media. So she goes on and basically says that the things are not true, what have you. And that that text message or excuse me, that post that I read earlier, this is where it comes to play because she says you continuously write shit about me, talk shit about me, hate on me, learn the definition of done. And on that is where she posts a picture of her embargo and they're like kissing in the post. So that even drives Seth to the next level. OK, so. He moves it outside of social media and he goes to Mike Barco's house, right? He's outside the house screaming, come out, fight me, blah, blah, blah. I will burn this house down and burn you, this house down with you in it. Things of that nature, right? So he's pissed off, right? Now, the way they present the two characters here that portrays both Seth and Barco. Barco is larger. He's more athletic look little more edgy Seth is you know he has his own little swagger but he's still sh smaller and and more of the, the the kid next door features right but in this particular sense he's not that right he's pissed he's infuriated Bargo doesn't come out okay so they don't get into any kind of altercation so all of that happens and in the midst of this Seth receives an anonymous text message I don't know if it's from Google or one of those other texting apps and basically it says payback is coming right and so that just creates this whole situation and in the midst of this remember and recall that I said that Seth was friends good friends with Kyle right who happens to be Amber's half brother but that relationship naturally deteriorates right and it naturally deteriorates because Kyle feels that this is family. You're talking about my sister. You're calling her all these der derogatory names. You need to chill out, bro. Seth, this basically tell him, look, you and I are friends. This has nothing to do with you. You need to stay out of it. Kyle responds back, nah, bro, this is family. So you pulled me into it. You know, you need to stop, basically. Like, it was almost like a cease and desist letter, but through text message. But ultimately that didn't happen right obviously the the confrontation continued on facebook the facebook war continued and they continued to engage with one another back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth right and so kyle breaks off his friendship with seth basically he says you're dead to me right so seth not only loses amber but he also loses his friend and not only does he lose his friend, that means that his friend took the side of Amber, who obviously cheated on Seth with an older dropout loser. Right. You, know, <laughs> you got this. You got you have this stairway to passivity. Right. You know, we were friends. You were supposed to support me. You didn't support me. You went over and decided you're going to support your half sister Amber. But not only that, you're supporting what she did to me, which was not fair. And then you're supporting the dude that she's with, who we all know is a troublemaker and a loser. Right. So just have these stair the stairs to passivity in regards to Seth. So Seth does the only thing that a natural, mature or immature 15 year old boy would do. <laughs> Seth decides, OK. Kyle, you want to play this game? I got you, bro. 
And so this is all about to be messy boots, right? All messy. So Kyle, excuse me, Seth decides, all right, I'm going to start messing with your girl. Okay. So Kyle has is in a relationship with a girl named Megan. Megan has always liked Seth, right? But Seth been the friend that he is to Kyle. He would never do anything with that because he respected his friends. So, you know, he would ignore her and flirtations that she would provide to him. He would ignore that. And so, so then what happens is, is in ignoring that, he decides since Kyle decided that he was going to support Amber and Mark Bartgo, he says to hell with it. And so he started messing around with Megan. So Megan and Seth start hanging out and hooking up with each other in school. When I say hooking up, like kissing and blah, 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 blah. So in that process, because Megan, I guess, is excited that the guy that she always liked is now into her, she started ghosting Kyle. So Kyle is trying to communicate with her. She's not responding. So Kyle said, the hell with this. I'm going to go to your house, chick. He pulls up, go to the house, and apparently goes and look into the window, sees Kyle and Megan in the bed, and according to him, they were having sex. So he's pissed off, and in the midst of them engaging with one another in the bedroom. Now, I don't know whether this is true or not, the, the truth about whether or not they were having sex, okay? But he sends a, a message to her, basically said, we threw chick, you dirty, you did me wrong, and in response, he says to Kyle, you're dead, right? Okay, so that is technically could be seen as a threat, right? Someone sends you a message that you're dead, that, you know, if, if you are engaged in a social media war or battle, right? Or if you are engaged with someone who you know that you don't have a close relationship with, that could be seen as a threat. And so that is how, how the police saw that text, okay? So let's go to that. So eventually what happens is Seth is is missing for some period of time, right? The police in the process of this is investigating what's going on. Not only is Seth missing, but Bargo is missing as well. So as the police is investigating this, in their head, there are multiple things that's going on. Did Bargo do something to Seth? Or since Seth was the one who went to Bargo's house and threatened to burn down the house with him in it, maybe Seth harmed Bargo and went missing, right? Went on the run. They naturally talked to Amber. Amber said, look, we've been broken up three weeks ago. I haven't really been seeing them, even though they're in the same school again. And even though she didn't tell them that she broke up with them. So, yeah, I, you know, I haven't really seen the kid. We don't really socialize. The breakup wasn't that good. Somehow or another, they find out the police find out about the text message that Kyle sends Seth. Right. And so he's naturally a suspect. He comes in, they bring him in, they question him. He basically toes the line. No, you know, I was pissed off. I just wanted him to learn a lesson. That's my sister, blah, 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 right? So he does, doesn't know anything about where Seth is at this moment. Seth is still missing, as is Bargo. And so he also doesn't know what's going on with Bargo. So Kyle goes home. Apparently he shook, concerned about the conversation that he had with the police. He talks to his mom, and then what happens is his mom calls the police the next day and says that um, I may know 
something about the missing kid. And so for the police, they're like, what missing kid? Who are you talking about? Oh, Seth, who? And she says, Seth. And so then she says, my son knows more than what he lets on. And so they ask who the son is. And naturally, it comes out to be Kyle Hooper. So Kyle goes back. And so he tells the story about what truly happened with Bargo and Seth. Okay. And so before I, I get to that, you know, I'm just going to say this, particularly for parents, you need to know what's going on with the children. Yeah, You need to know who they're socializing with. You need to know who they are in love with because things that, that seems innocent, right? Innocent love or, oh, you know, that's just typical teenage puppy love. Sometimes it can come to situations where it goes well past that. So be cognizant, be vigilant, look at your folks cell phone, figure out what's going on. But if, if they on the family plan, plan, know their location. You know, I'm, I, I'm that type of person. Look, I need to know where you are. I need to know your location. And until you pay your own bills, that's the way it's going to be. Okay. You want, you want privacy on the cell phone, go get a job, start paying your own bill. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I need to know what, what, what's going on. That's how I operate. But anyhow, so Kyle is at the police station, He's talking to the, the officers about what, what happens. And so what this is how the story transpires. So they are they being Amber, Kyle. Then you have Barco. Then you have a guy who is about 21 years old named Justin Soto. And then you have a Charlie Faley. I think that's how you pronounce his name. They're all at the house chilling. I think they are at Charlie's house. They all are chilling. And basically, the discussion naturally progresses to what the hell Seth was doing. Seth was online disrespecting my girl. That's this embargo. He's disrespecting me, coming to my house, threatening me, telling me he's going to burn it down, burn me down with it. The boy needs to be stopped, blah, blah, blah. We need to do something about it. And Amber chimes in, was like, yeah, we need to do something. He needs to learn the lesson. So they come up with a plan to teach Seth the lesson. Okay. So the way the plan unfolds is Amber sends Seth a message, text message was like, Hey, we need to talk. Can we talk? We need to meet. So he was hesitant about, okay, do I even respond to this? This seems fishy. And what about Mike? You, you now with him, like, how is this going to be? And so naturally that creates this whole situation. Right. And he decides to to meet and he basically says, look, I don't want anyone else around. If we're going to be, it needs to be us. Right. If we're going to have this mature conversation, let's have this mature conversation. Amber's like, yeah, bet. So she gives him an address, says, meet me at my friend house. Now, here's another thing. Right. They were dating for some time. I don't think Seth even knew this friend. OK, but his desire to to be with the person whom he thought he loved. Right. Overtook his sensibilities i think in that particular instance and there's nothing wrong with that he's 15 right you know 15 years old in love thinking that he's going to be able to work things out you know he lost his girlfriend but he also lost his friend and so naturally if he and amber can can man the fences with their issues then that naturally can progress to him being able to mend the issues with tyler so he walks in Little do he know that it's a setup. 
right? So he walks into the house, calls her name, turns around, get hit in the head with a baseball bat. Who does that? Kyle. Okay. Kyle hits him in the, I think I called him Tyler earlier, sorry. Kyle hits him in the head with a baseball bat. He falls out naturally, right? Okay, you just get knocked out. And then Justin and Charlie and Amber, they all start beating him and beating him and beating him while he's laying on the ground. And in the process of this, right, he, you know, he's he's obviously hurt. You have four people jumping on him, right? He's already been hit with a baseball bat. So what else do you need to do? Um, so then Mike Barco stands on top of him. And according to Kyle, this was not this portion was not planned. He takes out a gun. He wants and 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 according to the information that was presented there, right? He wanted Seth to see him for the last time. And so that Seth would know that he's the one who's taking him out and he shoots him. So then what they do is they wrap the poor poor Seth up in a um sleeping bag. They've already created a fire, like a bomb bonfire. They take him out to the back, throw him out there into the fire until his flesh and bones is withered to ashes, right? And then the next morning, Justin and Mike Bargo goes out and shovels up Seth ashes and then put them in these like five gallon paint containers, put like cement in it and throw it into um, the river or some kind of bay, the boy's ashes. So just think about that. 15 years old, and the last thing you see is a person that you love bring you to a home so that you can be hit by that by your quote unquote one of your best friends or ex best friends and then have all these random folks just jumping you and then have the ex girlfriends current boyfriend stand over you points a gun and shoot you right and we don't know whether that gunshot killed him or not. Okay, it could have just severely wounded him. So we don't know because what killed him. We don't know if it was the gunshot. We don't know if it was the fire, right? And we won't know that because you can't do an autopsy on ashes. And so as a parent, I can just only imagine how that would feel to not be able to, first of all, to lose a child at 15, that's 15 years old, whose life hasn't even truly begun yet. But then not be able to see the person, your your child again, right? You, you know, even if you even if the person is deceased, being able there's something about being able to have a funeral, right? Unless you you prefer to be cremated, but and being able to say and do a rite of passage for that person to move on to the next the next world in which they they are going to reside there's something to be said about that but she the mother didn't have the opportunity it was taken away from her all over facebook posts stupidity and the belief of that you had to show that 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 disrespect was not was not going to be tolerated so interesting enough on the show mike bargo's attorney was there talking right and it wasn't i mean he basically to me he didn't it's, it's, he pretty much said his claim is guilty in so many words. Now, what he does say is that Amber was the detonator. In other words, Amber was the reason all of this escalated. And so I, I think the reason he presented that was to highlight and potentially, oh, excuse me, 
show that maybe Amber should have had a more severe sentence. Okay. But anyhow, Kyle is arrested, charged with first degree murder. He subsequently convicted of that. And so he is going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Amber is also arrested at school. She is subsequently charged with first degree murder. She is found guilty, but there was a technicality in her guilty finding. So she, that, that sentence was overturned. But in 2016, she had a second trial and that jury once again found her guilty of first degree murder. So she's in jail from spending the rest of her life um, in jail. Charlie, Charlie, Bailey, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He's also he also was charged with first degree murder and he spent the rest of his life in jail. And then Justin Soto charged with first degree murder, spending the rest of his life in jail. And lastly, Bargo was was found, was charged with first degree murder. But instead of first degree, instead instead of life in prison, um, he was sentenced to death. Okay. And so as I understand it, at least presented, he is the youngest death row inmate in Florida waiting to be executed. So that's episode 48. Episode 48 is teenage deadly drama. Okay. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. This, this particular series that I'm watching is called killer posts. And I, I like, I mean, as I've stated, even on the last episode, episode 47, we'll be talking about the other case. We've talked about social media on this episode podcast several times in so many different arenas and it's something that is always going to come up because it's so prevalent in our lives right we we live and breathe it whether it's tiktok so snapchat snapchat instagram facebook and even though i don't really use facebook anymore twitter all these different avenues of stand interconnected with each other but that inter interconnectedness also creates so much drama that we sometimes can't control right once you put something out there in the either of of social media there's a potential that is going to come back um, and bite you later right so just be cognizant that think about that particularly for younger folks make sure that you use to show social media wisely it is not a platform for you to just get out there and say and do whatever you want think about it parents think about monitoring it i know it sounds a little archaic you need to you know some people think they need to you know you need to trust your child yeah that's fine i trust them after they start paying the bills and get out of my house but other than that find out what's going on right so yeah make sure that you like us you can comment on the videos good bad or indifferent (laughs) it's out there i put it out there i'm proud of the work that we do it does not appease everyone and that is just life right you can't make everybody happy right if you would be so kind as to rate us on apple podcast i greatly appreciate that remember that all of our episode transcripts are on the website and i also link them into every episode that we we do and so until next time here at the cafe we will continue to drink listen converse latte is pretty good and you make sure that you do the same thing too until next time peace and love